Happy Thursday. What's up, Benjamin? I just realized that I did not activate our new background. Ooh. No, no not this one. Was this the one we did last week? Yes, that's the same we had last week. Okay. Yeah, this is less distracting, no? All right. Oh. Uh, actually, I just realized something. We're going to talk a lot about basketball today. Um, but did you catch the, the mega play-in game this morning? Um, LeBron was Steph. Of course, I woke up early to watch the game. Actually, and you did. It was really good. It started. Tip off was at four a.m. Yes, I mean I didn't. Yeah. I didn't watch the the first quarter, but I joined in the second one. Nice. Yeah, LeBron with the with drained his longest three of the season, thirty-five quarter or something. Yeah, and and shortly before there was was a. Bad foul by by um, Draymond Green. So poke him in the eye. Yeah. So um, it was actually actually interesting that it wasn't called a, like a flagrant one, and um, also um, Draymond already had a technical foul. So, yep. But he got his revenge, right? Yeah, the king always he has something over Steph, and like even even after the, after he drained the shot, just the way Steph turned and like looked at him, like you are my nemesis. Yeah, yeah, but it was just the the what's it called the in play tournament or something. So there, there's still a chance at some point potentially to take revenge. Yeah, yeah. I think Golden State goes to Denver next, or Denver goes to Golden State rather, uh, goes to Oakland for the last seed. Anyway, yeah, good times. Should be a nice playoffs. I'm really looking forward to it. Warriors, I think now playing the the Grizzlies, so Jamoran, and if they win, then they're gonna play um, the Utah Jazz, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Jazz is the top seed. Yeah, so that's going to be tricky, but hey, it's still Steph, right? I mean, he, he did some magic yesterday. He's going to do it again. The question is, is that enough? Or does he have to wait until the splash brother, Clay Thompson, returns next season? Yeah, Hopefully probably. in his old old style. Yeah, you're not going to see an eight seed go too far, but it's just good to see Steph back in full flow. Should be a fun should be a fun postseason. Yep. Um, now we... Uh, also spoken the first couple of minutes on basketball. We're gonna extend that that theme and uh, yeah, throughout the, the the episode, right? Yeah, pretty much. So, what else are we gonna talk about today? Well, for starters, Ben, we're gonna do what we do every week, which is talk about the five top tops news stories in the world of sports today. Interesting. That's what Question do, right? for yeah. um, who do we present those topics to whom? To whom? To um, the millions and millions watching at home right now, or wherever they are watching from. And um, but yeah, for anybody who's interested in what's happening in the world of sports tech, we have uh, a small but loyal following. It seems if you want to know what uh, where you can find cool new news and cool new products, then this is the spot you come to. For everyone who likes to watch and or do sports. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Everybody who wants sports. Yep. Let's do it. I believe it's you kicking it off today. Yeah, it is. And like we said, it is all about basketball. Now, we usually don't cover uh, investment stories on on this show. Um, yeah, for a reason. Because there's so much that happens in the space. But this one I particularly enjoyed. Um, first of all, because I'm a fan of the tank. Uh, maybe one day even will be a shark in it. Uh, that should be fun. But it's a cool little company. Uh, well, not so little. It's called Grind. Um, and this is the founder. He was the one who appeared 
on Shark Tank, Thomas Fields. Uh, it's a company that is basically portable basketball shooting machine. So it automates rebounding. Automates in the sense that there's a net below the basket and um, the ball kind of floats through and food comes back into this little stand. Uh, and you can just pick up and keep shooting. Anybody who's um, played any uh, shootout, uh, shoot around basketball, which I haven't much of, um, but with, from what I know, yeah, rebounding is a pain. You always have to have somebody to get a rhythm, but this is the machine that would help you do it. Uh, as you can think, it was a pretty fun, fun little episode. I'm going to play a bit of it, uh, but basically the guy uh, had a lot going on with, of course, we raised some money from, and there were sharks who were getting involved. That's the device. And uh, after a fair bit of back and forth, but Co Cochrane was um, the one who joined, went in with Cuban. Uh, Arod was also uh, on the show, who just uh, has become a uh, owner of an NBA team himself. But they they came in for 250k for 25%, I believe, is what they closed with. Um, interesting little device, and uh, good to see uh, some sports on Shark Tank. I think. Let's say Ben. Edwin, are you with us? Oh, you yeah. want to come back and tell us what you think? <laughs> your your voice was, was breaking a little bit, so I didn't. Ah, sorry about that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I make the majority of my shots, so I wouldn't need it as much as others. But um, yeah, in general, it's it's, I mean, <laughs> it's just a rebounding machine, man. It's got nothing to do with conversions. Oh my god, <laughs> any chance? <laughs> like random. See, now you know why you talk, talk talking about. Uh, our head to head uh, on uh, this show. But anyway, we'll come to that. No, yeah. it's a cool machine, obviously. I mean, I, I, I can see why why people want to invest in it. And yeah, I mean, Cuban so closely connected with the with the with the Mavericks. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he, he would be a fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a nice one. No, good little plug. Good to see Shark Tank. Uh, good to see sports on the Shark Tank. I mean, I was a huge Shark Tank watcher. Not so much anymore, but for a while. Um, yeah. Exciting to, to see sports make a, make a nice little appearance. Definitely. Um, then it's me taking over for topic number four in our little countdown. We I believe it is. I'm going to switch from basketball to tennis. And there is an interesting partnership that was recently announced by the German Tennis Association, Association and a startup called Wingfield. And um, I'm quickly going to show you what Wingfield actually does. Let me quickly load the video. Um, it is a connected tennis court, a smart tennis court. So how does it exactly work? Uh, as you're going to see here, there is this. there are those little machines um, attached to the net, those poles. And all you have to do is to check in with your phone, as you just saw, and then those two poles basically do all the magic. They uh, track your, your your shots, your speed, how you move, um, the the speed of the ball, with which side of the court you're 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 playing the ball, and all the good stuff that you would um, like to know about your tennis game. And uh, what what is so great about it is that you don't have to worry about I don't know adding uh, some device onto your racket or um, measuring something with your with your smartwatch. And at the end, you even get um, a video summary, as I believe. Um, so basically, everything that you want to have as a, a tennis player. And uh, the great thing is, at least for um, for Germany, 
is that they um, announced, like I said, this partnership with the German Tennis um, Federation, which means that um, the smart court technology by Wingfield is the um, is the official partner for matches in the country's national ranking system. Um, so before that, um, you had to go to, to specific tournaments and they were recorded or they were Results were recorded. Now you just go to a Wingfield approved smart court and you can play official matches. And it seems to be safe. Um, no, no results can be faked. Um, so I assume they can also review those matches. Um, so yeah, I think cool tech. And we, we've been following Wingfield for, for quite a while. They've been part of the, I think, the very first lead sports accelerator. Uh, Ron, I don't know if you remember meeting Mike and his team back then, um, but I think we definitely have to ask those guys if we can um, actually test their court. So I would be super keen to, to test it. And and um, on top of that, some some other tennis um, solutions as well. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, I mean, we've, we've known these guys for ages. Um, and again, not much of a tennis player can can whack a ball around, but I think it would be cool to to actually see and actually try out the device. I've, I haven't seen it on any tour tennis courts around us, but I think this is the point with the with the partnership, right? It'll be on on all tennis courts anywhere, uh, any authorized official tennis courts. Yeah, I mean, I think they have over 100 tennis courts just in Germany, um, which which is good already. Uh, number numbers are growing, obviously. And um, now the question is, yeah, how, how how many more can they can they build or can they um, capture, so to speak, uh, also across Europe, outside of Europe? Uh, I believe there are some um, connections in in the US as well. So yeah, uh, seems like a very cool solution. And like I said before, if I only have to tap in with my phone, I think that's that's nice. Yeah, exactly. All right, what's up next? So we got basketball, we got some tennis. Yeah, and now we're going to go into some AR. Um, we've actually got. Oh, there we go. We've actually got. Uh, we found this story pretty interesting. Where Google was doing search of um, like. Wait, I don't know. There's so many random ads. It's the wrong time. Um, but basically, Google launched AR versions of Simone Biles. Devices from Saturn notes on the story. When Google rolled out AR versions of Simone Biles, Megan Rapno, and Naomi Osaka, if you search um, their names on Google, um, basically that that's what it looks like. Uh, it seems a bit better now, but that's something it looks like. Basically, you can do this, and we actually tried this ourselves. It was super, super cool. Um, so uh, if you just uh, Google search them, this is how their devices show up. And in fact, we recorded a video which I can play for you. Uh, this is something that that while Ben and I were working today, we were, um, and this is exactly what it looks like. You search that name, and you've got Megan uh, Rapinoe. Yeah, that's the little spot that we were working in today, where actually I'm sat right now, and that's the and that's how it looks. And I think it's really just a fun little way of uh, of showing somebody else, of um, promoting sports stars and promoting search and helping them interact with you. Um, also, part of the initiative of um, Google promoting women's sports, I think, which is also a really cool uh, aspect for them. We covered that story, but their investments in the WNBA, in um, in other parts of women's sports. So, just cool, cool, cool little tech. And uh, I think if Google expands that to different search, then there'll be more stuff coming up. Yeah, I, I like this one. Then we had some fun with it. Absolutely, it was super simple, uh, super easy to use. Um, only one thing is that, um, so I'm, I'm using an iPhone. I had to 
download the Google app to use it, and uh, for you uh, right. within the browser, right? But I mean, yeah, yeah. it's because you have an Android phone. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah, it's you switched as well, you know. Yeah, and man, what about those those ads that you have on those pages? That's half screen or something. What happened there? Yeah, I know. I it, it wasn't there when I first loaded the page, but then it suddenly appears out of nowhere. It's so nice. It always happens in, in those situations. Yeah. Um, no, cool, cool little tool. Uh, as as always, the question is um, how's uh, how yeah how is the long term engagement? Or is it just something somebody would test here and there, and, and then that's it. That's yeah, it. I, I I think it's a little bit of fun. I mean, there are probably applications of it that you could launch over time. Um, but I think that just for now, it's it's a nice bit of interactive tech that 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 they've that they've started with, and you'll see more and more interesting applications. I think you could easily have it um, like answer a question, maybe speak to you, maybe Google add voice. Yeah, I also have a question. Uh, is there a chance that you yeah. are currently looking for a flat run? Just just guessing. <laughs> yes, that is true, Ben. How did you figure this out? It's incredible that you have such you have tel telepathic connections. It seems like, yeah. I know you for a while now, so I don't know. <laughs> so if every anyone in in Berlin has a flat four on, yeah, um, please, yeah, let me know. Neuburg, Neukölln. Unless you're looking around one thousand euro a month, <laughs> that would be great, right? Yeah, something in that range. Why not? Yep. All right, cool. Sweet. Um, next topic, then. We're going back to to basketball. And this is one that I like very much. And I'm also looking forward to test it. Um, the EuroLeague basketball, let's say the, the prime basketball league in Europe, and probably uh, after the NBA, the, the best one that, that there is on this planet. I um, hope that's, that's fair to say. Um, has the Final Four tournament coming up in Cologne in, I think, in a week from now. And what they have launched for this um, tournament is a great VR experience. So what you can do is you can book a, a VR pass, and you have to be quick because there are only 14,200. That's the amount of visitors um, who would have been allowed into the arena. And then you can actually watch the games in virtual reality. Quickly going to play this video for you. And um, yeah, this is what it would look like. So you would uh, hang out with your with your homie on your couch at home. And um, yeah, instead of just watching the game on your phone, let me move it forward. You take the uh, goggles that you randomly have laying around. But then you can be in the game. And let me be clear, this is live. So while the game is happening, you have the chance to um, look at the game from, I think they said it's behind um, two baskets. And you can also um, switch, if you like, um, on, on the, the VIP uh, seats. So these are the options that, that the app gives you. And um, yeah, you can watch the game live with your VR goggles. You can look around and, and see what's happening. So it's basically like being in the arena, being one of the players. So I bought one of those tickets. I think it's 16 euro, uh, one six, so uh, not so expensive. So all um, Ron and I have to do is get some, I believe, Oculus VR goggles for next week. And um, then we're good to go. And we're actually also planning to record a video of this 
if possible, even though the tricky part is that um, it's a bit tricky to um, record something from within the VR goggles, I believe. Or Ron, do you know about something that is that lets us uh, record this as well? Uh, I, I know there is that, um, I don't know how it connects with the VR, but I know there are devices there because I mean, that's how we watch uh, VR video experiences ourselves. I'm sure there's a way. But, but also, I mean, outside of VR, you can um, you can just experience the view on your mobile and tablet and device. I think you covered that as well. Um, but they've tried to create like this. I think they have like this, 20 cameras in the space, and you can select your point of view and keep changing. And it's like a nice interactive experience for for somebody who's sitting at home. So you can uh, you can do the VR thing, and also you can just uh, do it on your mobile or tablet, whatever. Yeah, so for all Berliners, if you have either a flat or um, Oculus goggles, feel free to reach out to us. Please do. Great. And then I believe for the top story of the week, it is me again. And yep. we are staying in the basketball theme. So this is an interesting one, actually. We are going back to my favorite topic, NFTs, non-fungible tokens. We're going to record a video about that topic uh, as well. So expect it to launch soon. Uh, just some basic introduction. But many of you know NFTs from NBA Top Shot, the most popular NFT platform in, in, in sports, uh, where you can collect those, those moments, those highlight clips. Um, and the platform has been super successful. Like I said, I think um, over or close to 600 million US dollar in, in revenue already. But there are some problems, as you already um, have been reading in this headline. Uh, because NBA Top Shot is facing a lawsuit, and the question is, what is the problem? Um, to speak in easy terms, uh, basically um, what is said is that those moments that you're purchasing um, are basically securities. So it is like um, making an investment. And the, the, the people who are, who, who, who are going to go to court claim that um, with this, those investments, you can actually expect to potentially um, also make some money and that they were not um, properly warned about the risks and all of that. It is not surprising that this is coming at the moment where, where sales have been a bit slow, where the average price of those uh, moments have been going down. And um, what else is um, mentioned in this article is that the mechanics that NBA Top Shot has been using are legally also a bit tricky. So, um, for example, um, that they um, increase the scarcity uh, of those items, so not so many are available. Then you have to queue in line to get those moments. Um, so all of that, all those mechanics are seem to be a bit tricky. And um, yeah, everybody is uh, super curious how this is going to work, um, even though, and this is actually very interesting, even though in their terms, NBA Top Shot has in capital letters written that you are agreeing to give up any rights to litigate claims in the court, and you also hereby expressly give up your right to have a trial by jury, and you hereby expressly give up your right to participate as a member of a class of claimants in any lawsuit, including but not limited to class action lawsuits involving any such dispute. So it's funny for me that like the terms and conditions are written in, in, in uh, normal normal letters, normal caps, and um, but this paragraph is e explicitly written in capital letters. Um, another issue is that uh, Depper Labs, uh, the company who, who's running this for MBA Topshop, 
is actually located in Canada. Uh, the lawsuit was, I think, filed or was going to be filed in New York, where uh, Depper Labs also has an office. And the, the main person who is mentioned in this article, I think he or she is located in Virginia. Here it is. So there are a bunch of questions surrounding this. Um, but of course, this has an effect on other platforms as well. So if the court would rule uh, at some point that this has to be treated like a security, so like a proper investment and everything that comes around this, then I believe that would have a big effect on, on other platforms as well. Um, Mr. M, what is your take on this? I think this is just lawyers trying to find ways to uh, get paid. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I think Topshot clearly has a lot of uh, safety, uh, a lot of precautions that is taken. Of course, they would have consulted. Lawyers would have definitely got paid in the drafting of their own agreements. Um, but also, even the article also says that um, there were the allegations made about the fact that it's in it's closer to a security rather than just a, uh, a digital tradable are definitions borne by the lawyers. They're not actually referring to the definition of securities by the SEC. So they're just claiming uh, in some way that it's close to securities. Plus, you covered the fact that the geography is an issue. Plus, you covered the fact that NBA Talk Show has very clearly stated in its terms and agreements that, hey, I mean, this is what it is. Um, you're kind of accepting to all of this. Yeah. I mean, it's a lawyer who's filed a claim. NBA Top Shows lawyers will counter file. It, it's just a bunch of legal mess. I, I'd be surprised if this actually goes anywhere. Yep. Um, but you never know. Sometimes uh, the US courts surprise you. Um, also, by the way, it's I think it's the week where um, we also can expect the decision in the case of Apple and the App Store, right? Isn't it, isn't it this week? I think so. I think so. I'm not sure, is it? Awesome. But yeah, sure. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Little side story. Uh, this was our top topic of the week. And now we are moving to more fun topics, I would say. Yeah, I'm going to talk about the video that we actually had last week. Um, yeah, so uh, Ben, as you said, I think it's part of a new series uh, on Hello Sports Tech on our YouTube channel where explaining concepts in a deeper way. And last week, I actually talked about Exagaming. Um, this week, you're going to see a video on NFTs which Ben is putting out. But the goal for us is to take these interesting new trends and topics and stuff and de deconstruct them. But why, where this trend has come from, what's happened in the past, why it's relevant today, and what it's going to look like in the near future. So with Exagaming, for example, which is basically um, an interaction of fitness a gamified fitness experience. So taking fitness, combining video games, combining mixed reality, and creating this interesting product. Why it's relevant, as you can see, I was talking about the Olympics has their virtual series, uh, which has already been running for a week now. We've covered that news on this show a couple of But the idea is to present to you um, what exactly this concept is, um, and then also show you some really cool, interesting products from this space. So that's what we do uh, on the show. There are uh, three companies that we talk about. Yeah, the first one is FitXR, which is this company, as you can see, you're immersed in this VR uh, world. In fact, Ben, if you actually get a set of Oculus glasses, we should check out FitXR as well for sure. 
Um, we test out another one called Blade Pulse. Um, if that one in time, which is basically a smart exercise bike uh, where you're gaming while exercising. It has this whole social connect, that's the bike. And a third one was Sperry, which is an exocube where you're immersed in this world, which is, yeah, I mean, there are three walls playing around you where you're interacting with fitness devices or interacting in this fitness world um, and uh, gaming at the same time. So really cool devices, which, and all three of which we haven't checked out. On our previous uh, weeks, we have checked out some other devices, um, but um, these three we have not. And then I think we, we should maybe give them a call as well, no? Absolutely. I mean, lots of great things out there. And I would really, really, really like to test the Play Pulse uh, bicycle. Yeah. We have to yeah, and it's actually con controllers in the, in the handles and stuff. Like, I, don't, I, just, I just really like uh, really cool tech happening. Absolutely. Um, maybe we have to travel to Norway. I think that's where they're located. Yeah, early. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, I mean, great, great topic. Um, watch the video. Lots of cool stuff that Ron um, presented there. And yeah, it's it's fun, and you're working out. That's all you need to know. Exactly. Cool. Let's move on to our special topic that we always have at the end of every episode. Our plus one. Ron is already smiling because it's a, because it's a fun one, right? It's time to get to it, Ben. Ooh. It's time to get to it. Target halts all sports trading card sales at stores after a fight broke out. Can you believe it? So some guys, there were not so many details in that article, wanted to buy, to buy trading cards. Um, I don't know if they did or not, but in the parking lot, they got in the fight over those trading cards. I don't know what was said, who, I don't know, offended whom or who thought or felt offended, but, and here comes the interesting part. Let me scroll through it. Uh, ba -da -ba -da. Uh, one man was injured in the fight, which reportedly only ended after he accessed his gun. Right, a gun because of trading cards. So why are we presenting this to you? Uh, so that you understand out there that trading cards are a serious business. And as we are sports tech guys, you probably know what our solution is. You should potentially think about switching to digital trading cards because there those kind of fights cannot happen. I mean, in a different way when you are in your NBA Top Shot queue um, and you're also annoyed by the 120,000 people who are in front of you, but at least you don't see them and you cannot attack them and you cannot uh, pull a gun or anything, right? Um, so yeah, another another reason why digital trading trading cards are a thing. That's all we have to say about this, Ron. I mean, yeah, it was a bit nuts. Yeah, I mean, I get it. There's it's a lot of money. There's a lot of money at stake. Millions of dollars. We just saw uh, another collector. We see this story uh, a lot, as we predicted. I think many weeks ago, that as, as NFTs are becoming a thing. There'd be more and more people who are scrambling in their attics and old collectors whose collections will be coming out. We recently saw stories about that. So I get it. I get people fighting over it. But guys, take a chill. Like, just take a minute. Um, yeah. Another but but why not? No funny story. I, I, I didn't tell you this before. Um, mm -hmm. Shout out to Olivier Legris from Stadion. He 
um, posted this in our, our Discord for, for NFTs and sports. It was about the Charlotte Hornets releasing an NFT last week, mm -hmm. and uh, it got sold out super quickly. Uh, but the funny thing is that they tried to fake it a little bit because the, the solution was not built into their app. They were just man manually sending out those NFTs in some way. Um, but um, everybody who was faking their GPS to be in or around that arena all of a sudden had access to those NFTs instead of the ones who actually had the tickets to the game. So they're trying, <laughs> they were trying to get away with this, uh, like uh, selling it to everybody who was in the arena, but some guys were smart, figured it out that you would also have access if you would just um, yeah, fake your location to be in the arena. And it was sold out in minutes. Um, yeah, lots of fans were frustrated and didn't work out so well. So again, uh, collectibles, also digital ones, are, are heavily sought after. I mean, where, where there is tech, they'll always find a hacker of some sort, or a hack at least, if not a hacker, a way to yeah. get around the system. Um, yeah, there, there should be more interesting stories in this space, I expect. Yeah, and believe it or not, it seems like we are staying under half an hour in this episode. We have 20 seconds. Let me tell you that there is a website that is called niftysports.co if you're interested in NFTs and sports. And that is it. Can we make it yeah. under three minutes? I think we just about did. Also, check out our YouTube page, Hello Sports Tech. Don't miss that shout. I think we just got over. Ben, it's time to sign off. Ciao. See you next week, guys. Ciao.